baby. We back at it, Ben. And, and it feels oh so good. It's been a minute, dude. It's been a minute. This is a different team. New year, new team. You know, I got that that feeling, that new that new season feeling. That that new us, man. I don't even I don't even know where we left off last year, to be completely honest. Um, for the fans, for everyone, I mean, last year was rough. Let's be honest. You know, COVID was going on. The season didn't even really count. Like it doesn't. No one cared. Yeah, it's um, a whole new world out here right now, dude. Like, people are starting <laughs> to go back to restaurants. We got a new president. We got a, a career quarterback who's going to be a career Dallas Cowboy. We will get to that. New coaching yes, staff sir. in some areas. Uh, at least what you wanted, right? And Hell by, yeah, dude. Like one of them to leave. Like <laughs> very dude. minimum fan reaction. We'll, just we'll, no. we'll get to that. And that that's actually where I wanted to start was uh, – so we'll, we'll – oh, and by the way, uh, I'm Andy Gatelli. Benjamin Walker. This is Boys Will Be Boys Season Four. Let's fucking get it. The back in twenty twenty one. The quest for Super Bowl number six continues. It continues. And, uh, I, this one has a special feeling, dude. I'm feeling it, dude. I'm feeling it right now. It's like the the scene in Fever Pitch where he gets the tickets. He goes, <sighs> it "Smells like a winner." <laughs> Yes, yeah, that's Smelling. for sure. That's <laughs> that's us every offseason. The older I get, the more I identify with that character. Where you're just like you, everyone around him on the outside can tell it's just a hopeless endeavor. But since we've been there, we're just like, yeah, no, that's that's a thing. That's for sure a thing. It's it's you know it, it's it's what death taxes and the Cowboys will in the next Super Bowl. It's just it's my head. absolutely. Those are the, the uncertainties. <laughs> Oh, and so the quest for any Super Bowl begins with uh, the off season, and that is what we are mm-hmm. actually kind of reaching towards the end of right now. So we're going to recap for you guys. Kind of, uh, we're going to run through uh, the the new faces, the the departing faces, uh, the big contracts that have been signed, and then finally to give you guys uh, what you really came here for—a little preview of the 2021 NFL Draft, baby. Pat Cowboys are picking tenth. I've got some thoughts. Ben has some thoughts. Oh, we have takes. The take is fucking open today. Hell yeah. Spicy. Extra hot. (gasps) Um, Just so your fans know, I'm still coming to you live from uh, somewhere in Dallas, Texas. Goat down there repping the Capitol. Still in ATX. Hell yeah. Capital of Texas. Austin, Texas. Married man now. He is. He finally, he's been engaged for a long time. He finally. uh, Very long time. I stretched that he's, out for as long as I could get it to go for, man. Then, just, she wasn't going to put up with it anymore. Then he smartly waited for uh, uh, a pandemic to hit so that he could get married in very close quarters. You know, didn't oh, have bro, to pandemic and an ice storm, dog. We got married in my <laughs> living room with no guests. It was lit as fuck. It was free. It was totally <laughs> free. Yeah, You're like, I don't know what to say, Take babe. Notes out there, gentlemen. That's how you get away with it, right babe, there. All I just, you need is a. I really want to marry you. I just I, we got to do it now. You know, I don't all, know, all you need is a. a all you need is for uh, her late father's birthday to fall on the same day as a post-apocalyptic ice storm, and you're in like Flynn, boys. That's the cheat code. So, oh, wow, it was well played. It was tight. It was great. It is. Uh, it's it's sick to rock the ring. I got a little bling of my own now. Cowboys need to get theirs. I got mine. Let's let's. let's I know. Let's I get I actually haven't got to see you with the ring on. You know, we haven't we haven't touched base to, outside of I you know, know dude, some we can't video cast. I stay in the I stay in the crib. Dude. Say, I don't yeah. do shit. I mean, we're about to move finally. We're like, 
within uh, spitting distance of signing a contract to build our first home down here in Austin. So we're about to move to a little apartment to to wait it out while they build that bitch. But Ugh. it's gonna be fun. Hitting all those life built, goals. Once it's built, you and Ash, you got to come down, dude. We're gonna have guest rooms and all kinds of cool shit. Oh, for sure, for sure. We'll watch a, a Cowboys game with the Wags for sure. Hell yeah! I got a media room going in this thing, man. Gonna have a oh. big old projector. Yeah, it's gonna be tight. That's where. And of course, uh, that's where everything I've ever owned will go because I get one room of the house where yeah. everything I've ever liked gets to go and everything else is decorated by her, and I'm not mad about it at all. The longer I, I live with, with, with my girl, the more that feels true. You know, you, it's like you just have less – you look around and less and less stuff is was yours. You, you <laughs> you're, really, like, you're like, I used to have shit on all my walls, dude. Like, yeah. I used to fill up – where'd all that shit go? You're like, I uh, yeah, but hey, you know. Yeah, it's a trade. It's a good trade. You trade. It's a good life, you know. You know? Absolutely. Oh, so yeah, let's get right into it, guys. So obviously, uh, like any NFL season, uh, a team's roster has mad turnover on it. That's a big part of the NFL life. You NFL biggest turnover of any sport every offseason. Absolutely. And so, uh, as with any team, uh, the Dallas Cowboys uh, had some players move to unrestricted free agency this offseason. And we're just going to run down a list, Ben. I'm going to give you a player, uh, give you give you where where they have gone, and uh, all right. you give me your thoughts. Uh, obviously, the number one was Dak Prescott. We kind of all know what happened there. He signed a record. Second. He left. Uh, he, no, he did not. He signed a four year, uh, one hundred sixty million dollar contract. I want to save our takes on that for the Dak Prescott section, which will be after this. So suffice it to say, Dak Prescott is still rocking the star. Um, We'll get to our thoughts. I'm personally stoked about it. I don't know if you want to give a brief. Uh, yeah, we'll touch. I mean, it was it was it was inevitable. It felt like the Cowboys let it linger very, 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 sure. very, very long. Could have done this um, for way cheaper a much long uh, a long time ago. And if this was the plan, I don't know why we didn't do it. But hey, you know what did feel good though? Once they got it done, it was like. It has lingered over two off seasons in a row, where it feels like we have to talk about it every single time we do one of these. So, if nothing else, I am I am pumped that we can move past that question. Agreed, agreed. And we'll we'll go more into depth on that in a minute. Um, number two, maybe the bigger loss at QB? Question mark. Andy Dalton playing for the Chicago Bears. Dude, the Red Rifle. Um, he hung up his gun, man. He uh he in his spurs. Can we and- just talk about the Dude, I, I watched it happen in real time. Like the Chicago Bears subreddit, they were like doing the thing. And this happened, I don't know why every football fan base, I don't know when they discovered the flight tracker websites where you could track where planes are going to. But like there was a week on the Chicago where they were like, this private jet just took off from Seattle. It's coming to Chicago. We're for sure Dude. getting Russell Wilson, bro. It's 100% happening. And then they got Andy Dalton, dog. Ugh. That's that's a real uh, that's a real midnight to six moment, you know. That's Let me ask you this: Is Andy deflating. Dalton the best quarterback in Bears history? Uh, him and Smoke and Jay are gonna have a run for <laughs> that, that's for it. Money. That's it, dude. That's it. Like that's and that, that's horrible. That's horrible, dog. Like because I sat there and bitched about Dalton all last year. Like even when he finally kind of put it together and was playing like halfway decent, like I was still just like, God, this guy is so mediocre. Just like, I think the biggest problem with Dalton is just how shitty we were immediately when we had him. It did get better, but it was just so lousy. He had no protection. Like, 
you're asking this yeah. dude who's like a million years old and was never really that mobile to like dodge every pass rusher in the league. Like it was a shit assignment, but yeah, I'm not, I'm not crying tears. We do need a backup QB now. Um, we sure or do. maybe, maybe we go get Justin Fields and let <laughs> Dak fucking ride the pine like he deserves to for being unclutch? Question mark. Why right? get Why get Justin Fields when you could get Lance? Oh hell yeah, dude! The poor man's <laughs> Pat Mahomes, dude. Kmart Pat Mahomes. I think he's just like a poor man's Wentz, sadly. Oh, um, even sicker. Which we didn't – well, we can touch on that, but Wentz is no longer an eagle. That also happened this offseason, so uh, we no longer Bro, have people, to deal with that, man. That was a people, fucking – as shitty as a season we had, do you think Philly had a shittier time? Oh, year? yeah. I mean, dude, people will – there are plenty of negative opinions about the Dak Prescott signing. But when you look around the league, there are people that spent buku bucks and invested tons of, like – other kinds of capital into quarterbacks who either turned out to suck, turned out to be serial sexual predators, mm, turned out Houston. to be ouch. Yeah, I mean that's I mean for all his faults and I I will be the first to tell you Dak Prescott has some shortcomings. I don't worry that that's going to happen. He, he had that one incident in college where he got in like a drunken fight on the beach at spring break which who How amongst us dare how got in a fight during spring break. Um, but I just don't ever worry that Dak Prescott's going to put himself in a stupid position like that. Because I'll say this, even if Deshaun Watson is totally 100% innocent, he was begging for it, dog. Like, you're getting, like, 200 chicks from Instagram to come over to your house one at a time in the middle of the night. Like, he's got a type, man. Begging for it, dude. Probably shouldn't try and bang every masseuse that gives you a massage. Dude, take a page out of the Drake playbook. All right, you have your security find the chicks. The security makes the chicks sign NDAs. The security takes their phones. Stuff happens. The women leave under legally binding contract and never speak of it again. Done and done. Done and done. You never have to worry about that. Yeah, it's 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 looking bad out there for Deshaun. I I, I the full story is still in process, so I won't uh, I won't make any jump to conclusion statements but uh yeah that looks fucking frightening for really everyone involved all involved and- i saw that that interview like the first press conference with the accuser number one today dude it was rough like she's up there crying mm. like she's this like hippie chick she's like super into massage it's like an art of healing and she's like that's been stripped from me like i can never practice i've been traumatized i can never practice this art that i loved ever again it was fucking i mean if she's lying, it was like Oscar worthy because it seemed incredibly moving and incredibly horrific for her. Like, Man, it's it's tough too because we like women coming forward, you know. And you look at just internet comments, which is oh, the shittiest you know place going. in history, but it's always like fucking gold diggers, fucking oh, of course, sham, of yeah. course. And you people are like, oh, why why did they come out right away? I was like, because <laughs> of this, man. Yeah, like, dude. Who wouldn't like sign up for easy. that, right? Yeah. Uh, Anyway, it's um, been so fun and easy for her. Um, so yeah, just don't, that's, just don't be one of those assholes uh, uh, commenting stupid things on that. For sure, you know, be great. But, I, but I, and and this is the final word I'll say on that situation. I remember when we were in high school, the Duke lacrosse situation happened, oh. and um, those guys did turn out to be innocent. Like they had been fully railroaded. The the uh, 
prosecutor turned out to be like a a huge piece of shit and the accuser turned out to like a couple years later she murdered her boyfriend and like she had some house down or something but i remember talking to my old man about it and i was like yeah these guys are innocent like it's so fucked up blah blah and and my dad was like yes and they deserve justice but if you don't put yourself in that situation it can't happen to you like such, a, such a parent thing to say oh yeah but it's true but now that i'm oh, older totally, i'm thinking about it yeah. I'm like, like, yeah if you don't if you as a bunch of rich white kids on the duke lacrosse team who are maybe the most privileged group of humans currently walking the planet don't invite like an african-american stripper from the projects over to your party at one in the morning that you're never in that position dude you're never in that position like that whole dynamic cannot exist. So I didn't think about it at the time. I was a young gun. I did plenty of dumb shit between then and now, but the old man's correct. You gotta, you gotta watch. You gotta think about what can go wrong. Cause it might. Yeah. So I agree though. So we'll, we'll, we'll just, uh, we'll leave the Deshaun stuff there. Uh, hopefully the, the truth uh, comes to light and all that. And anyway, they're in, They'll be in a tough scene with Houston. I see no way he's not put on commissioner exempt list, but uh, yeah, and I don't even know who their backup is. No, I don't either. But they're you know, they're not the only ones struggling with QB situations, as we alluded to. Uh, I think we started Wentz is now in Indianapolis, uh, yep. reunited with Frank Reich. That kind of made sense. Doug Peterson got the axe in Philly, um, just like three years after winning a Super Bowl, a man. Super that thing Bowl. fell in wild. dominant fashion, Thanks. dude. Like, people were like ready to. I think there are a bunch of kids in Philly named Doug Peterson. Like, they, <laughs> like, dude, like, there's some two year olds named Doug Peterson and Philly special Jefferson right now. Like, there's they're not that far removed and they look dominant. And then, and they were like, we have two franchise quarterbacks and now everybody's yeah. rolling with Hurts. Like, yeah, so Jalen Hurts is the the man in Philly for now. Although there's a lot of whispers that they don't aren't even convinced about that. But hey, if anyone, I'm sure any, shit not convinced about it. So the last the last dot I wanted to connect on that was people who are mad that we're playing Dak Prescott, whatever forty mil. I think 40 basically mil. what he got. Uh, just just know that next year we're paying him like twenty seven, and the Phillies paying Wentz thirty seven to not play for them so it could be worse and jared goff got shipped away the other quarterback from dax class got shipped away with two first to take a guy who's arguably a little better yeah maybe like you it's a discussion as to whether or not stafford is a significant upgrade there for sure um, yeah people are using significant very leniently when describing oh, yeah. that trade i was like yeah but man, all, I, all I came away from it being like was like, damn, dude, L.A. really did not think that golf was the guy. If they were like, please, please take this, dude. We'll give you our future if you'll just take <laughs> this guy. Like, damn, dog. Um, I don't think we'll be doing that with Dak, though. Um, no. I know we kind of turned this into the Dak segment anyway, but I, I don't think we will be begging someone to take him off our hands in two short years. So Dak, but Dak you, may have you a know, lower ceiling will, than we think, but I think he's got a really high floor. Like, I, I will think Dak is like a reliable guy. Yeah, I will say that as much shit as we gave Dallas for not getting this done sooner, like we kind of saw what the risk was if they did do it too soon and what we just talked about LA and Philly experience. So maybe it wasn't 
the worst thing to wait. Probably cost us more than it needed to, but at least we're sure now that he's uh, better than average at the minimum. I think he's good. Um, some people think he's great, but at worst, he's better than average. Like, <laughs> so, um, yeah, ain't good enough to win with. And so, anyway, happy Dex back. Super happy Dex back. Um, we kind of just ate the we kind of just ate the Dak Prescott section out of the net. So, I know. Yeah, it was inevitable. Like, it. Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, I'm stoked for the kid. Um, for a guy that went through everything he went through over the last two years, I mean, lost his mom, brother committed suicide season ending injury oh. which let me tell you all the reddit doctors that i remember from that game thread that were like he'll be lucky to ever walk again he's gonna be in a wheelchair for the rest of the there's a lot of whispers this off season that they're like i don't know if dallas will sign him because he may never play and i was like well, what? <laughs> like, what dude i don't know I, where I this is coming some, from i just saw some clips of him out there he looked sharp dude oh really some running some trails oh, yeah dude man. he looked ready to rock i'm stoked i mean you see him go I, fishing I, with lael baby with the boot yeah, off. Yeah, country boy shit. I, I'm I'm an unabashed yeah. Dak lover from the jump. Like, I remember the game against the Rams, the preseason game, and I remember driving Tim home in my car, and I was like, dude, we might have just seen the future Dallas Cowboys quarterback, like, after Romo's done. And little did we know it'd be so fast, but, like, I, I love the kid from the jump, dude. Like, Yes, and I won't uh, just say, like, don't, don't go check the tapes on that if you're the fans. We might have – we might have had a few doubts in there. We're a little reactionary, but uh, overall, hey, we're we're pro dad. I wanted to cut Des Bryant like a year <laughs> and a half in, so you know, don't listen to me when it comes to like now long long term. I got some good takes, but short run, a little, I run a little hot, a little emotional. Yeah. So, uh, moving to our next uh, free agent, Sean Lee, longtime Dallas Cowboy. Um, Last thing I heard, they were like he was kind of oscillating between like retirement and like maybe coming back for like a one year deal. Our linebacker core is so garbage. Like, I don't even know if he adds or subtracts so to that. Good two years ago, I think it. I don't know. I don't think it. It it. I don't think he makes a difference at this point. I know he's a free agent. If he comes back to play, it'll be I think for Dallas for real cheap as like a sparing player veteran, but veteran presence in the locker room type guy everyone talks about how great of a mind he is i mean romo still says he's the smartest defensive player he ever talked to so i imagine he can't, could have a can't wait till he retires coaching, the, but i can't wait till he retires and there's instantly calls for him to be the defensive coordinator or perhaps oh, head coach of the cowboys that will happen at least sure. defensive side um so anyway yeah best of luck to sean lee uh when he did play for us at his peak he was a fucking stud just he was the man get, didn't get to see enough of that, unfortunately, with all the numerous injuries his body acquired. So, speaking of another fucking beast, unfortunately, we lost an elite weapon off this offense this offseason. One <laughs> Blake the Belldozer Bell signing a one year deal with Kansas City Chiefs. Um, I mean, that's Andy Reid being a genius, man, just out scheming Dallas, taking a Taking a Bell, stud Bell like that the perfect, He was the perfect compliment to Jarwin and Schultz, okay? And when and when Kyle Pitts gets here, he'll be the perfect compliment there. Oof, I don't know why you'd let that guy go. Don't tease that too hard, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, so Belldozer, um, me and Ben have had a bit about that kid since college. Uh, he used to play QB at OU, and now he's a tight end. Um, I still he was think fine. He's a if, good Kellen, if Kellen was smart, we would have had a red zone package for him. That's all I'll say. Agreed. Agreed. Um, but we're talking about a guy who couldn't come zone. up with the red zone package for Rico Gathers. So what's he going to do with a <laughs> downgrade from that guy, dude? Golly. 
this fan base uh, and tight ends. And then uh, Joe Looney, unrestricted free agent on the O line. Uh, no, I word think on- losing his personality loss hurts more than anything. Locker room, wonderful guy. Yeah, and he was a good fill in. Like when you needed a guy to just jump out there, uh, Looney Looney showed at least like a, a baseline ability to play. I think they're hoping that uh, Baidez. Yeah, Baidez. Tyler Badass is going to go out there and and take the spot. I'm I'm rooting for the kid. I love young O line talent. Uh, as you'll see when we get to my to the draft segment, but um, I love Joe. He's a funny ass dude. Uh, I think the locker room loves that guy, so he'll be beloved wherever he ends up. Uh, another loss off the O line, Cameron Irving, uh, who signed a two year, ten million dollar deal with the Panthers. Um, Backup guy. He would have yeah, been nice depth, but eh. not for ten million. Last year, I, I I hate to lose anyone off the O line because, dude, by the end, I think me and you could have played on the O line for Dallas if we'd really tried, but. Um, I just don't want to see anything that anything that lets us not see Brandon Knight and Terrence Steele. I'm okay with, but for uh-huh. 10 mil, I'd go play for Carolina too. Uh, next up, and this is one I'm, I'm actually lamenting a little bit. Uh, Alden Smith, uh, parting ways with the team. Now it's still kind of up in the air. They're like mulling. Yeah, he hasn't gone cheap deal. anywhere. He just, I think it was his agent inform yeah. people that Dallas said they're not going to resign him. So I don't know what all went there. He started the I know season. McCarthy off. said he McCarthy was like, "Hell yeah, dude, bring this kid back." Like, especially yeah. for cheap. Like he brings plenty for what you were paying for it. So I don't know if there's more there. Um he was a fun little resurgence project. He's probably cheap, so I'm fine if they give him another year. Uh we'll see. Yeah, I mean I think we're finally going to see the breakout year for Randy Gregory. So yeah, I don't think I Alden Smith's going to get very much burn, but yeah, he, he can, it'd be nice to have him there just in case, you know, Randy, you know, needs a breather or something. You know, the over under on Randy Gregory's sacks for this fan base is probably like 10 and a half. Dude, Gregory's a fucking beast. He he's, he's had his moments of beast. Okay. <laughs> he's a, uh, yeah, I know. I, for I, what I, he's I, been paid, dude, he's been fine. He's he never is, been paid much is, money. He is mega cheap. He's just he's like Matt Stafford, where somehow Matt Stafford's like thirty five, and people still talk about his potential. It's like yeah, <laughs> so, it's, yeah at some weird. point you didn't leave. It, at some point, it was, you the, know, you gotta, it was like the, you the are Dolphins. Who you are. The Dolphins with Tannehill. It was like year seven, and they were like, "I think he's gonna like make it over the hump this year, you guys." Which he kind of did. Fuck me, dude. Yeah, he went to Tennessee <laughs> and turned that shit right around. So I should shut up, but yeah, I was making fun of that guy forever. Um, and then Tyron Crawford is finally retiring. Um, this is yeah. a, probably a good thing for the team. I mean, Tyron's a tremendous leader. Everyone in that locker room loves him. Like best friends with Tank. Like um, he was vastly overpaid for what he His produced. Contracts sucked. If he had been cheap, I would have. Been, I would have probably loved him. He was just really, really overpaid. Yeah, and hurt, but he was a yeah. good dude. He was a good dude. Um, um, they need a lot of help in the D tackle section too. D line in general is definitely a weakness. We're going to have to address. Um, next up, Joe Thomas, the linebacker, uh, he signed a one year, $2 million deal with the Texans. Um, Whatever. I saw some moments of Joe Thomas, like in preseason where I was like, Oh, that guy looks like he's pretty good. And then he just, he was just one of those dudes that just kind of never, you he's, never saw him a, like put it all he's together. A, he's a Jag, right? He's, you know, just another yeah, guy for sure. Um, 
And then Justin March Lillard, kind of the same thing. Like another guy that would like get some cool pick in like a preseason game when the seconds or thirds were in, and then you just never see him on the field. Uh, LP Latisor, dude, Ooh, probably one of the goats. Upset. Yeah, dude. I mean, veteran long snapper. He's been on the team for like 16 years. Um, but they're they're proving they're the team's choosing to move on from him. It's kind of still up in the air if he's going to retire or not. Um, I mean, I'm sure we can find someone to long snap. I think people just liked him because he was there forever. That was kind of yep. his stick. So. His stick was he was a perfect – I think he had one – like just a year or two ago, had one bad snap his entire career pretty much. Other than that, he – Was that like a controversial – Yeah, I don't know. Like I'm... He, he moved the ball like he always moves the ball or something, and they called that a false start or something. Yeah, shit. He, some weird I, Cowboys I something like that. bullshit. But, you know – yeah, he was he was fine. He's one of those guys I, I I really remember just from every time I get a new Madden and I had to cut him off the team because of his contract and he was like a fifty seven and they don't really have long snappers in Madden. Yeah. That's really unfortunately how I how I know him. But you know what? Uh, good for JP, man. It, I, great, I great career, anybody dude. who who finds a niche like that and just excels. Sixteen the fuck years out. in the league, bro. If I could get paid money to just travel and sit on the sidelines of the just Cowboys snap. games, I'd fucking do it. Hell yeah. Uh, and then a pair of guys who uh, actually these are pretty big impact dudes right here. So first up, safety Xavier Woods. And I had such high hopes for X. I know, and and he had moments, dude. He had I don't moments. know if anyone was. I almost need to uh, give apology to Cowboy fan base. I think I was lead of the X propaganda of X Hive. Um, probably. I mean, dude, he was tight though. He was a hitter. He had a pick every now and then. I mean, he was fun. I enjoyed him. He's, he was he's going he was a great value for six round pick. Uh, that's oh, yeah. about most we can say, and probably the best safety that's been on this team in five years. And he, he got thrown into Mike Nolan's system, which is notoriously horrible for safeties, and in a contract year, which is rough. And now he's on the Vikings on a one year deal. So best of luck to X. I hope he balls out in Minnesota. I'll definitely Hollywood baby. Hell yeah, dude. Uh, and then another one, uh, another favorite of Ben, uh, Chidobe Awuzie, who Dude, I love three, both these three, kids. Three-year deal with the Bengals. So obviously they thought Chido is serviceable because he got a three-year contract. I think serviceable is a fair way to describe Chido. Man, Chido you know? had the worst luck of any corner I've ever seen. I've never seen more like perfectly Perfect, defended gross. balls just like get – I mean, yeah. the I guy would bad because the – Fans hated Cheeto, it felt like, and advanced stats were always kind of like, Cheeto's not that bad. And I would, yeah. I would, I would try and push back because he's another guy that I always just wanted more from. But Agreed. He had that one know, pick in the preseason, that, that one-hander. One oh, yeah. So nasty. Um, and then finally, two, uh, two corners who are staying with the team. Uh, CJ Goodwin, who's coming back on a two-year, $3.5 million deal. It's depth sure. signing. Uh, it's fine. And then He won't start. Frankly, a little surprising to me that he's coming back. Jordan Lewis, who has gotten a new three-year deal with the Cowboys. Um, yeah, very surprising. Um, Lewis is – he's one of those guys that seems to make one great play a game and then nine terrible plays a game. He has these big highlight reel moments. I mean, the Saints win. He, yeah. he put a cab on that, and he went over and talked all that shit. Like, it was great. It was cool. And I've always, I've always loved Jordan Lewis. Like, I was big on that draft pick. Um, but 
I, I will be the first to admit that, like you said, Lewis just had moments where you just did not know what he was doing out there. Um, he's been so he's been cooked a few times. I'm hoping that that is not the long term strategy for the other corner spot opposite of Diggs. Uh, so I we'll gotta think he's nickel, like he's yeah. slot corner, right? Slot okay. corner. And then Which last but not a, least, in today's NFL, slot corners pretty much start. So yeah. And then last but not least, a guy you knew the Cowboys were going to re-sign, given that they feed him 20 balls a game, the light end himself, Noah Brown, baby, coming back on a one-year deal. The man who somehow is on the field with Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, and CeeDee Lamb and gets targeted three times in a row. Yeah, he inexplicably gets – he's like that guy when you're watching like a – an NBA game and you're like, why the fuck is <laughs> why the fuck is he shooting with three all-stars on the floor? This guy has like Jerry Jones dirt. Like he's got pictures of Jerry like doing blow off a child's head or something. Like there's no they, way. They always talk about how much they love him and what he does and in, in the game. I just I don't know. We every every time he seems to get targeted, I I I'm baffled by the decision. I, so. I don't. I can't remember a single like jaw-dropping blockbuster Noah Brown play. I think I don't know, man. I don't. I don't have to tell you. It's. It's not it's like we bizarre. gave him big money, but it is. Yeah. Very weird. So, being that as it may, and with the current situation of the All team, right, we're really gonna, looking at as far as I'm gonna draft, throw out a number for at, you. Yeah, please. Do you think he has over or under? 10 catches in his career. Over 10. Over over under tar- 20. Over under 20. I say over. Yeah, I just he, he has 23 catches in his career. I was going to say he's just gotten targeted too many times to not have more catches than you think. Like not in a great way or anything, not in an impactful way, just like when you get 50 targets you're going to get or 60 targets you're going to get 23 catches. He, he had no catches in 2019, but 14 catches last year. So, hell there you yeah, go. dude. Kellen loves his ass. So, yeah. So, the Cowboys going into the draft, uh, obviously, desperate need in the secondary, losing a safety and multiple cornerbacks. So, corner and safety, inside defensive line, offensive tackle and linebacker are really kind of the highlighted public positions of need. Um, as far as picks the Cowboys have got, uh, they've got the 10th overall pick, the 44th pick in the second round, the 75th pick in the third round, the 99th pick in the third round, the 115th and 138th do we want to do, uh, Sorry, I didn't mean to, to cut you off. Do we, oh, do we want to do additions at all? I I didn't think we had anyone really of No, note. just Is Keanu Neal was, was tight. Yeah, right? okay. No, that's a good one. That's a good one. I forgot about that. So – yeah, we did add Keanu Neal, the safety from the the Falcons. Who he does have some, he has some plays, dude. And he's obviously been with, and obviously another biggest attraction. Mike Nolan was fucking shit canned. Thank God. Um, oh yeah, that's big news. And we stole Atlanta's fired head coach, ex Seahawks defensive coordinator in their Super Bowl run, Dan Quinn. Um, yep, and Dan Quinn has slowly begun bringing back some of his dudes. So Keanu Neal was one of his guys. Um, I, I'm super stoked because. Mike Nolan was trash. I mean, he's statistically one of the worst head coaches and defensive coordinators in NFL history over the last 20 years. Um, it was inexplicable that he was yeah, you higher. Were, you were 
you were very anti Mike Nolan from the jump. I'll give you credit. Yeah. There. Oh yeah. And, and he proved me to be very correct on that one. I mean, statistically one of the worst defenses in franchise history, um, which is why it makes sense that half our fan base wants to draft a sixth pass catcher for this offense as their top pick in the draft. Super tight. <laughs> Unreal. So uh, yeah, the Cowboys, the Cowboys do have a, dude, a number of picks. I will say this about Keanu Neal. One thing on Keanu Neal, dude, he's a, if we thought X was a hard hitter, Keanu Neal can fucking smash. A lot of people think he might kind of play a hybrid linebacker, linebacker role, which Reddit's really yeah. weird. Yeah, I, I think more what you'll see him is in like NFL teams are so – they play out of nickel so often now with three corners on the field that I think you'll see him play down in those situations to be, you know, an extra yeah. tackler. Again, looking in the I, box safety. Uh, yeah, so I think you'll still see him play plenty of safety. It seems, you know, I heard David Moore talk about this, that everything he had heard, it seems like Keanu Neal will play largely safety. But if they do give him some linebacker reps, I, I guess it wouldn't be out of the question. You know, we did uh, – um, we signed the other kid too, right? Casey from uh, uh, Atlanta yeah. as well. Um, and he was – it's weird that Atlanta was like 32nd and – pass defense and we took both their safeties and I'm weirdly happy about both those signings, but yeah. Yeah. Um, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, I think that the draft has a, a huge impact this year. The Cowboys have 10 picks this year. They got some compensatory picks, which is sweet. They pick 10th. Um, normally 10th is like a, in a weird middle ground, but this year because of the super heavy expectation on quarterbacks going at the top end, um, we should have a pretty nice selection of defensive players. Um, so, Ben, I guess a good place to start is uh, who are you who are you on the lookout for at ten? I guess what's your big board at ten? So you like your three your top three guys? Yeah. So let's. I think most people listening are, are mainly interested in, in round one. We all are as, yeah. as as armchair, except for those of us who really like dive into film or go deep on the mock draft. Nerd out. Yeah. Um, you know, the first rounds were kind of all the all the action is, right? Uh pick 10. Um there's really about five names, Andy, that have been talked about. And I wanna I kind of want to go over the five and then we'll we'll discuss who you who you like of that. So cool. The uh the, the big two that get talked about a lot are cornerbacks, and number one on that is is Patrick Sertain, uh the second, I guess. Yeah, his dad yeah. played in the league too. Yeah, his dad was also a uh, NFL player and pretty damn good, which is yeah pretty sick. So Patrick comes out of Saban's system, lockdown corner for the Tide for the last couple of years. Alabama, I think SEC Player of the Year in Alabama. Yep. So that's played awesome. Across man. from Diggs, so we'd have kind of Bama boy corner thing going on, which would be cool. Yeah, I, I would love it. I would love it. You know, I think corner does scream need, especially with Cheetah walking this offseason. Uh, the safeties, like I said, I'm not – we're not taking one at 10, obviously. And so you look – and I would I would love Patrick Sertain. You know, he pops out on pretty much every mock that you'll see. Dallas, you know, he's the first corner off the board almost every time. He's kind of the unanimous first corner in most people's minds. Yep. Uh Especially like now said, that Caleb Fairley has had a, a significant surgery he's had to take on this offseason. Yeah. 
Yeah, that was the kid from Voltec. He was the other corner that got mentioned, but he's dropped rapidly up boards. Now the second corner that we're seeing is J.C. Horn. Also, his dad was a former NFL player, Joe Horn, yep. uh, for the Saints. Good wide receiver. And so both of them have NFL athleticism. They're both speedsters, ran quick 40s. Uh, I think Sertain's the more polished piece. Some people think Horn's more athlete athletically, but it seems like most people I- – like I've Sertan. seen it put it a couple of different ways. Uh, Sertan is the safe pick, right? Like he's very complete. He's a great tackler. He's he's a very polished player, like you said. He's he's done it all on the biggest stage against the best receivers in the SEC. He's covered the Jamar Chases of the world. He's covered Devontae Smith every day in practice. He's covered Waddle. I mean, all these guys. Kyle Pitts. Um, Kurt, yes, even the vaunted Kyle Pitts. With all 700 of his yards. He did um, catch one on him. J.C. Horn is uh, a gambler. He gets He's a more penalized player. Uh, he takes risks. But he's got elite athleticism and can has that catch-up speed. And he is uh, he's a little bit more of a dog than Patrick is. Which I love to hear. I'll be uh, happy yeah, with – Yeah, for sure. Me and me – well, I'll speak for myself and let you go. But I would love either of these kids. They're number one and – two on my board. I know you have some, some O-line that uh, I'll let you discuss, but they're one and two on my board. I, I If if Sertain does go before pick 10, I'm fine taking Horn at 10. I would love it. Yeah. Um, I've seen Horn go before Sertain in some Yeah, way. he's um, kind of – he's been the guy who's jumped, right? Sertain's been the guy who's been the top corner on everyone's board for three months, and it's funny how we watch all this football, they get ranked, and then after – Pro days and talking, the boards change completely. It's, al- it's almost like a, it's almost like a, an outcome of boredom. Like people just yeah. get tired of one guy being the guy, and so they're like, "Oh well, maybe." Like, actually, this guy's yeah. kind of good. Yeah, yeah. And like he's you certainly said, been uh, the, the the riser on draft boards has been Casey Horn. I expect Patrick Sertan to be the pick. I want Patrick Sertan to be the pick. The only reason he's not number one on my big board is a. Uh, pipe dream that I hold on to that by some miracle uh, the Bengals will do something dumb and not pick Panay Sewell. Um, mm-hmm. Panay Sewell is a left tackle out of the University of Oregon. Uh, he is as close to a can't-miss prospect as you get coming from college to the pros. Um, Panay Sewell is 20 years old. Dude, you've been he singing was. his praises since our oh, yeah. O-line issues last year. I've watched every game this kid's ever played. He sat um, out last year, too. Yeah, he opted out, so nowhere on his body. The year before that, that he did play as a true sophomore, he was the he won the trophy for best lineman in the country. He was the unanimous All-American. He won the trophy for best lineman and best offensive player in the Pac-12. He has never given up a sack or a pressure. In his entire Division One career, he's young and healthy. And you call him Tyron Smith 2.0. He really is very similar to the the profile of Tyron Smith. I mean, just insanely young, giant. He's like six foot six, six foot seven, three hundred something pounds. Super nimble. Um, kid's a freak. And if I could uh, magically select one player from this draft and just pluck them no matter where we picked, I would choose Panay Sewell. Um, I have seen drafts. Yeah, I, I've seen drafts where because of how like 
People value skill positions and quarterbacks and the teams that are ahead of us. Panay falls to 10. And if that happens, I do want the Cowboys to take him, but I don't think that's very likely. So he's a tackle and we know, we know L's coming back. Tyron's coming back. Me and you for years have harked about Tyron being the oldest. (laughs) Well, yeah, I was going to say the oldest 30 year old in the league or whatever years like he's, surprisingly young but so much wear and tear on the body and back issues just never go away he's had back issues for four some odd years correct um he's gonna be back so if he is he will start so do you think if we took sewell do you think we plug him in at left guard because that's a little bit of a room i think you plug him in at left guard until such time that tyron gets hurt in like week four and then (laughs) inevitably yeah. And then you let Panay. I mean, I, I love – no one loves Tyron more than me. I, I think he's a Hall of Fame player. I think he's going in the ring of honor, no question. Yeah, All-decade team. He's great. Yeah, he's incredible player. But the injuries have gotten to him. And um, having a guy like Sewell that you can truly kind of plug in anywhere on that line, and especially that if, if next year is the year that Tyron finally kind of gives it up, you can plug in and he can be your franchise left tackle for a decade. I mean that's that's an incredibly valuable thing, especially when you've given you put so much money into a quarterback and a lot and a running back, and giving Zeke that kind of presence to run behind, and giving Dak someone like that to protect him uh, while he tries to throw passes downfield to our all everything receiver core. Um, not gonna hurt my feelings. That said. Uh, if the likely happens and Panay is not there because the Bengals take him, or I'll say him as high as three to the Bengals is what most yeah. of their fans want over Jamar Chase, another weapon. A lot of people yeah, say so the, the, the Bengals pick it. The Bengals pick it five, uh, and they'll. That's I, how they traded down. That's right. Oh, did they really? No, I thought they were at three originally. Did they? Because didn't the Niners moved up? I'm confused. The Niners did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. Or was it? Did the Niners trade with the Dolphins? And get yeah, they did it. The Dolphins gave them Houston's pick and moved back to six, and they moved up to three. Yeah, um, right. So since he's at five, I think they'll probably take Panay. You know, they got to protect Joey B. Um, if they don't, then it becomes okay. Will Detroit take him? Will the Panthers take him to defend to protect Darnold? Um, will the Broncos take him? And but all those all those teams need other stuff too. So. We'll just see, but uh, if the, if Panay's gone, which I think he will be for the record, um, I'm fully on board for Patrick Sertan. And if both of those guys are gone, uh, J.C. Horn is totally cool with me. I want best player, player available on defense. Um, what I will be pissed about is that I have seen this from the jump of the draft, this ridiculous <laughs> movement that has grown where – a guy that was not even a first-round pick a year ago. No, it is Kyle a movement, Pitt, baby. Tied in from Florida. Has now become not only a first-round pick, but, like, any team that doesn't take this guy, like, first overall is doing themselves a disservice because he's a generational talent and the greatest paradigm-shifting right. athlete to ever play the tight end position. Let me just say this. He's getting, he's getting Megatron comps, goat. Let me just say this. One, tight ends, and I know I'm, like, cribbing a bunch of points from Ben here, too, so, like, I'm not just trying to take all the credit for these points, but, one, tight ends rarely ever develop immediately. Like, it's so rare that you get a George Kittle who just comes out the gate hot as shit. Even even Kittle took, like, a year or two. A year, yeah. 
Two, first-round tight ends almost never pan out. Almost never. I mean, take everything you hear said about Pitts now and change the name and search it in Google, and I guarantee you, you will be pulling up articles about Eric Ebron. I guarantee it. They said this exact same shit about him, that he was this like, oh, we've never seen kids like this before. It's a whole new breed, dude. Like, they're changing the whole damn landscape of football with this kid. Like, and that guy is like mediocre. A little, bit of, little bit of poop quote there. I, I appreciate Exactly. It. I tried to work that in for you. Um, this this pro- podcast is very pro-wire. Um, but just look at the Titans taken in the first round over the last 10 years. And I don't think there's any one of them where if you went to that team and you were like, was this the right pick? They would tell you it was. I mean, is the best one Evan Ingram? Maybe. Yeah. TJ Hawkinson's a pretty good He's for Detroit. Fine. He was taken at 10. Um, I'll say this because uh, I've, I've kind of been just poking you, you know, in the generational talent. There's far from like just fans saying this, there's a lot of hype from scouts. Oh, yeah. And he's draft nerds that I follow, you know, Brian Broaddus, who I know is kind of your go-to guy and shout out Brian Broaddus. Awesome. uh, film guy. He loves Kyle Pitts. Um, Absolutely. It says it's the easiest tape he watched all year. So I know the hype is getting insane and generational talent and all that, but there's, they say Jerry loves him. And this is where I was going to get. So yeah, Jerry, the report came out that Jerry's infatuated with him and Dallas is thinking of trading up. If we take Pitts at 10, I think it's stupid because of what you mentioned. The the two best tight ends and probably the league are Kelsey and Kittle. Both of them went outside of the top 50, which seems to me scream that we don't do a great job. Or I say we, uh, the NFL doesn't do a great job of scouting tight ends because I can't Correct. remember the last first rounder that was a can't miss hit. So, Oh, Kellen Winslow think- Jr. for sure, dude. Yeah, he was another one. So it seems to me that gambling, especially the fact that we don't really need him. I mean, would he be an upgrade over uh, Dalton Schultz and our boy Starwin, who, you know, I love Starwin. Probably after a year, probably. But, damn, does that does that really move the needle for this team? You know, one, like I said, we the league doesn't do a great job of scouting guys. And, two – even if he is this stud, like what does having a stud tight end get us? If, if you're going to take Kyle Pitts at 10, Goat, I would argue you almost have to flip Amari Cooper and Michael I Cowell. just – we've got five guys, maybe six, if you have both running backs on the field at the same time, that can catch passes really well. And you had, you had plenty of games last year where you put up like 40 points and lost. And you want to get another pass catcher in the hopes, I guess, what do you score fifty, and that's enough? Like I think a, a really good tight end makes you, and th- at this point in this team's development, five to seven percent better. One good corner makes you like 20 percent better because of how bad they are. They're that bad. Here's here's your first round tight ends, Ben. T.J. Hawkinson. Yeah. Hayden Hurst. <laughs> yeah. O.J. O. Howard. Oh, yeah. I actually was super high on him. You were not. I, I'd probably have to uh, eat crow on that one. Pick, pick number 10 of 2014, Eric Ebron. Tyler Eifert. Uh, no first, no first. Jermaine Gresham. Another, you know, generational position-changing athlete. 
that I love Jermaine He was so sick in college. He was so sick in college. Um, and in that same draft that Jermaine Gresham went in the first, Rob Gronkowski went in the second, Aaron Hernandez went in the fourth, Dennis Pitta went in the fourth, like guys that were at least as good as Gresham before they started murdering people. 2009, first round, Brandon Pettigrew, another. Oh, we also thought he was going to be good. Athletic stud. Uh, 2008, Dustin Keller to the Jets. Who the fuck is that? I legitimately, uh, who could say? I legitimately. 2007, 2007, I'll give you Greg Olson. That's a good first round tight end. Uh, and in 2006, the sixth overall pick was Vernon Davis. So you got to go back nearly 20 years to get to good first round tight ends. And I'd argue that <sighs> I still don't know if that's worth it. Like, I, I said this to you, like, even if people are right, and this guy's Travis fucking Kelsey, and this could be very, uh, this could be a wrong take, sure. But does how much better would Travis Kelsey make this team? Like, in all honesty, I'm asking a question. Like, a win? I, I'm not saying that we wouldn't be better because Travis Kelsey's a baller. But yeah, but uh, how much does a a non-blocking tight end move the needle? Versus, like, if you put like a one lockdown corner on this team, if if Patrick Sertan turns out to be like even like a not even an all pro type guy, but like makes like three Pro Bowls in the next seven years type corner, like that makes you infinitely better than the tight end does. Like you just cannot score your way out of bad defense. It's just not possible. You have to hope that your offense clicks every single time. It's the Texas yeah. Tech formula of old days. Like, and I would rather have a great offense than a great defense if I had to choose one for sure I mean you know the Chiefs have made that pretty much their model but once again like I just don't like we're good like we have we took a first round receiver last year and it was the right call and it was not a need I understand that so people are saying if Kyle Pitts is we understand he's not a need but why wouldn't you pull the trigger Ben and I would say because like you really don't fucking need a tight end at 10 if they take him at 10 Andy I will roll my eyes and disagree with the pick if they, for some reason, trade up, I will lose my shit if they decide to the trade only, up. I will be pissed no matter who they take if they trade up. <laughs> yeah. The only way I'll even make peace with it ever is if it's for Penisul. That's it. Yeah, trading up when you don't need a quarterback. QB is dumb. Yeah, agree. Yeah, almost always. 100% agree. So, frankly, like we need to just pretty much stack defense this entire draft. We need position help everywhere. Um, if we I think draft a- Kyle Pitts, will you buy a Pitts jersey? Well, will you wear one if I get you one? Oh, I'm going to buy one because you know what happens when I buy a jersey. <laughs> will you even yeah. root for him? Will you be so bitter about the pick that you, you can't even root for him? I don't know. I mean, dude, I'm, I'm, I love the team. I love the Cowboys. <laughs> Every player I've ever hated, if they played well, I turned around and was like, who's cool? I mean, I did it with LVE, even though he's probably getting cut in 12 months. So, yeah. Um, yeah, that's another thing. It's like we are we are pretty much staring down the barrel of both of our highly paid linebackers getting the axe this next offseason. Um, this is the last, quote-unquote, cheap year of Jalen Smith, who I did buy a Jersey for. And as always, he was immediately cursed and his career was ruined. Um, I'm holding out the slightest glimmer of hope that Dan Quinn can, the the system change 
helps Jalen a little bit, and maybe LVE will miraculously not get hurt. But I almost – I don't even know how to think about feel about LVE because I'm like, okay, let's say he doesn't get hurt this year. That dude has a degenerative spine condition. Like, he's for sure not going to be healthy for, like, like five years from now. He's not in the NFL. If he plays really baller this year, lights out, Unless we win a Super Bowl. If we win a Super Bowl, like, fuck it. Do whatever you want. But, like, if he balls out this year, the Cowboys will take his fifth-year $10 million option, and then he'll probably just get hurt next year. So that sucks. Jalen looked like total, not even NFL caliber trash last year. It sucks how badly we need a linebacker now because of how much we've invested in the position. And more and more. That was the only position I felt confident about. Yeah, more and more analytics are coming out that are basically supporting the idea. Basically, what are your – real quick, the, the, the top positions in football, tier one all by itself is QB. And then tier two is basically things that affect the passing game. So franchise tackle, franchise corner, franchise wide receiver. You can maybe extend that to pass catcher, which people are trying to do now because of Kittle and Kelsey and Pitts mania. Um and an edge rusher. So uh, it sucks that you don't really want to invest a whole lot in positions outside of those unless you're really, really damn good at your job. And the fact that we've sort of done that with two linebackers hurts because yeah. the other name that I have seen that I want to want to talk about besides Pitts is Mika Parsons. Um, he's probably going to be the top linebacker. Uh, I've seen his name. Stupid good combine, dude, or stupid pro day, just insane. Oh, he's a freak. Time. I think he's he ran like a four three for a linebacker. Yeah. But by the way, dude, it's a running fast as fuck. Pitts ran like a four four. Certain ran a four four. Casey Horn ran a four three nine. But they're at pro days. Keep that in mind. Like these aren't electronic timed. A lot of them, like guys, That's always true. run fast at their pro day. It's fair. I'm very you remember that famous baby. wall Florida had. You remember the famous wall Florida had in their locker room that was like the 40 times of all their guys, and it was like it was when they had all those dudes like Harvey and, yeah. and it was and they were all in like the four. They had dudes in the four ones and like the low four twos. Like Percy Harvin reportedly ran a four two one while at Florida. Like don't get me wrong, Percy Harvin on the second time. They said the first time was lower. Yeah, I was just like, <laughs> okay, so guys, like no one on earth runs a four one. Maybe Usain Bolt runs a four one, but like. And also, like, for all the hullabaloo we make about that, like, you go look at the top 10 40 times ever posted by players at the Combine, maybe two of them are good football players. Shout out Chris Johnson, baby. Chris Johnson's sick. Champ Bailey's sick. Other than that. And Dion. Yeah, yeah, but he's not in the top 10 at the Combine. Like That's true. But, like, the number one is John Ross, who's – if he played quarterback, he'd be considered like one of the largest busts in history. Like he doesn't even see the field. Like, dude, that class in general was really bad. I mean, that three receivers went ten, and they were all yeah. huge busts. They went in front of Mahomes and Watson, by the way, which is yeah, fucking funny. And now. and dude, like I watched John Ross's tape. I thought he was gonna shred people. He was a beast in the Pac-12. Dude, he made corners look silly. It was him, Mike Williams, and I'm trying to remember the third one. But they're all freaky good, and they've all been mediocre in the NFL. Oh, yeah, dude. I, I was talking to somebody about John Ross the other day. Like, it's it, it's one of those things where he's not considered – he's not talked about like a huge bust because he just hasn't been on the field. So you haven't watched him suck. You just haven't watched him. Um, but it's been crazy how bad 
or how non-existent he's been. So yeah, Corey Davis went fifth overall oh, in that draft. He's slightly trending up, but still he went like and then, four, and then Mike up. Williams and then John Ross. And outside of those guys, it was like Miles Garrett went one, Mitch Trubisky went two. That's really bad. Oof. Solomon Thomas, who everyone that. thought Solomon Thomas was going to be mm, not a badass. Leonard Fournette, bust, bum. Called it. Yeah, you never liked Fournette. I, Corey I Davis. Hey, um, hey, playoff Lenny's got a ring note. You got to watch out. Jamal Adams went sixth. Christian McCaffrey Stud. went eighth. Mahomes, Stud. 10. Marshawn Lattimore, 11. Deshaun Watson, oh. 12. Marlon Humphrey, 16. Dude, I would kill for Marlon Humphrey if, if certain turned into either of those two guys. That'd be sick. Uh, Taco Charlton, 28. TJ Watt, 30. You know, all kinds of badasses. We have to be the only two Cowboys fans that don't just cry every time I see TJ Watt. Dude, I'm, I don't care. The amount of times, the amount of times people I follow, the amount of times people I follow, like, we could have TJ Watt. I'm just like, stop. Just stop. Just Is that, I know that it'd be worth it for his on the field production, but think about having to have a Watt on your team. Think about how uncool JJ Watt is, and then you have his little brother. Imagine, um, yeah, imagine like the beta version of JJ Watt, like the the guy that JJ Watt beat up and gave noogies to. And imagine, imagine Houston and Dallas when they play, and they're like these two Texas Watt brothers. uh, Oh yeah, segment that shit, dude. (laughs) So anyway, we did you know that these guys lived in the same bedroom growing up because they're brothers? Did you know that Colt McCoy and Jordan Shipley's dads were friends? No way. Oh, and number 25 in that draft, just before we get off of it, the greatest safety to ever come out of college football, Jabril Peppers, baby. Your boy Poopers? He's he's Poopers. a guy. He's fine. Yeah, he, he exists. He's That's fine. He's <laughs> neat place. Yeah, so... Weird. Um, uh, all his... All his uh, all his accomplishments on Wikipedia stop in college. It's weird. It's like he's, it's like he's bad. Just like I said, he would be weird. It's crazy. To be fair, um, everyone we liked in that draft was bad. They're all bad. This is a very bad draft uh, for us. Goats throwing shots because I was a Peppers guy that I wanted, but. You know what? Peppers we, we, was just we, like he was. He was picked up by the lovely media hype machine and just like forced to be everyone's favorite. They were like, "Well, he, he did was, punts. He plays offense. He's dude, so fucking." I, I'm a big sucker for punt return corners. So, it oh yeah, just, dudes that play both ways are. I mean, we all wanted him to be Charles Woodson for real. Like, obviously, like that's a cool. That's a cool yeah. identity. Well, and Michigan's offense was so fucking bad in college that year that he, like got snaps offensively we're like oh that's sick yeah they throw him like two passes a game they'd be like is he the next Deion sanders god how do, how do we even get on a peppers rant we were going through that draft and like blah 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 but yeah point being guys we need defensive help in the worst way possible we really have one position that we're good in and that's one of the two defensive end spots i think tank is fine Tank's a stud. People need to lay off Tank. Uh, yeah, I like Tank. Uh, he does a lot that you don't see on the stat sheet. Um, we need help on the de- rest of the defensive line. We need help at linebacker tremendously. We need help at safety, and we have one corner who could be good. So, um, so if they do take Parsons, by the way, uh, I'd say I would not like the pick at all. I think it would suck, but I do think he would be good. It's just probably too high of an investment. Yeah, it's just one of those things where you're like, fine, like. Yeah, I 
at this point, because I know we never take who I really want, like <laughs> we we've been through this with the uh, the situation with the safety the year we took LVE. Um, I'm I'm really just hoping we get Sertan, and if we get Sertan, then I'll be very happy. That'll be. Is it? Do we know if it's a Sertan? Sertan? Are we gonna have to play with that? I've year? heard it. I've heard it. I've heard it both Patrick ways. Sertan before. Let me. How to pronounce <laughs> Patrick Sertan. Sertan, Sertan. Patrick Sertan pronunciation. S-I-R-T-A-N. So I guess, according to this, Sertan. Sertan. That's even tight. It's like Sertan. Fuck yeah. Sounds like a samurai of some kind. Yeah. But you yeah, know he's a beast. I, and, and having him digs, it. that'd be a great start. Diggs is a a tiny highlight that we have from last year. Yeah. And you put, you put a guy and one thing I, I like about Sertan over other guys like the JC horns. Sertan is a great tackler. Like you watch his highlight tape. It's not just like he does have the highlight reel picks. He's got the breakups. He's got the really sick coverages. He is a sure tackler. Like he wraps up, he get hits guys low. He takes dudes legs out. He's blowing dudes up. Like, Sertan is a complete package. He may not be a 10 at everything. And like JC Horn might be like a 10 highlight catch and a 10 dog or something like that. Um, but Sertan's like a nine in everything. And for a team that was like so inconsistent and had so little just capability across the board on defense last year, having a dude that we could reliably send out there to cover anybody on the other team would be really, really cool. So. I'm fully pro Sertan outside of the remote wish upon a star dream of getting my boy Panay. Cause you know, so I've what, been dreaming of Panay for two years. So we, we talked to him. So rank, rank your, your five, your five options for 10. Okay. I'm going to go Panay, Sertan, JC Horn. Man, there's still part of me that's like, no, not at ten though. I've I've thought many like times about like should we trade our compensatory picks and get back into the first round at the like trade like our third, our second, third, and our second fourth round pick, get back into the bot the back of the first round and get Caleb fairly anyway, and just like hope that Dr. James Andrews can fix that that issue he's got. Um other than that. I need two more. Um, <laughs> I like the uh, I I do like the kid from uh, Alabama, uh, Barrymore. Um, probably not at ten, but I, was gonna say, I think he's going. So, I was hoping for yeah. him at forty-four, but I think he's yeah, going to go. Could. I think um, he's going to go late first, probably. Uh, Frankly, like once we get past those top three at ten, I'm almost like should we trade back? Like, because there's not a ton right, of I'll give you one other than that. I'll give you mine. I think trade down, I'd be fine with. I think the other guy I would think about at ten if he's there would be Rashawn Slater. He's the other yeah. offensive tackle. He's good, a lot of people call him a one A one B with Sewell. He's been the the hype guy, he's a O tackle from Northwestern. He's he's more of a mauler. He kind of reminds me more of Lael. He's just a big physical yeah. fucker. Like, you know, I think Tyron's you know, kind of Mr. If he's Mr. Technique, you know, Mr. Perfect for robot, that's kind of what Sewell is to me. And uh, I think 
Slater's more the get in your face, big fucking mauler, but probably not as quick. But you know what I mean? Like just a big aggressive guy. So I'd be happy with that too. It sucks that we'd have to arguably draft a player at 10 on the offensive line who won't start. I think they'd probably, I think Brad Williams would get bent. I think we, or Connor Williams, I think we finally, me and Andy have been right from the jump. That fucker is a bum. He's getting benched this year. He's been a bum. He has been a bum. We were at camp. We were watching him get toasted. <laughs> Dude has been a bum. The, And I'll say this. If he turns out to be super good, I'll eat my words. But, like, do Kyle not Pitts. fucking draft Kyle Pitts, dude. Just don't do it on principle. I'll be so mad. Like, dude, and I've seen, people, I've seen people literally say, like, we should draft him if for no other reason than to keep him from going to New York. Yeah, a lot of people have that opinion that they're like, I'd be so afraid to to play against him twice a year. If the Giants, who suck at everything, take another first-round tight end, I will be over-fucking-joyed. I will be overjoyed. Because that will not work out. The latest mock I've seen him going at four very often to – I've seen him go at four to Atlanta a bunch – Five to Cincy a bunch and six oh, that'd be so to sick. Dolphins if a Pitts, bunch. If Pitts goes to Cincy, then suddenly my boy's in play. Yeah, he sure is. Um, I also saw a, a scenario where Pitts goes at seven with Detroit, and I would just laugh my ass off if they take two tight ends first round um, oh. in three years. That'd be so and Detroit. they've done it a bunch of times. They took Jermaine Gresham. Like, they've... Well, they took Dude. Ebron, and then they didn't learn their lesson, and still took Hawkinson. So, yep, they took Gresham, and then Ebron, and then Hawkinson, and they did it with <laughs> wide receivers too. They took Charles Rogers, and they took Megatron, which worked out really well, and they took Roy Williams. Like they've done all the big name first round bust skill position guys. They've done it all. Yeah, that's that's just super Detroit. As bad as we are, I mean, for sure. It's always something. Well, so we got the draft coming up at the end of the month. Obviously, uh, we will be back to go through every pick, talk about who we're stoked about, who we're not stoked about. It'll either be uh, – I'm hoping it'll be like a cool kickback and talk about how excited we are, but it could be just the Kyle Pitts hate hour. You'll have to tune in to find out. So It really could. Uh, I'll give three names for day two, Goat. Uh, cool. I don't know if they'll be there. Is uh, my boy Asante on there? He is. You know he is. Christian Barrymore is one. I think he's way gone. But if he does somehow fall, he's a big D tackle from Bama. I would love if he snuck to 44. If we had a trade up to like 35 and it was cheap or something, I'd be okay with that. Yeah. yeah. I'd say that quietly because analytics don't like trading up. But Asante Samuel Jr. is the boy you're talking about. Uh, Yes, that is, once again, the son of Asante Samuel. Uh, A lot of former – It's so weird how close together – they like NFL players can play to their kids because they have kids when they're like 18 and then they're playing in the NFL when they're 18. And so it's yeah. like, yeah, he's tiny. He was at Florida state. That's why he's going second round five, 10, 180. Uh, so a smaller guy, but it, dude, which is weird. Cause quick. like 10 years, 10 years ago, that was like the model of corner. And now like we're all, everyone wants like a big six, two, six, six three two yeah. corner. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, exactly. So, He's my name. He'd be my dream pick. If we take Sertan at 10, I don't 
think taking actually I still wouldn't hate if we took Samuel at, at corner and we had him digs and and certain that'd be sick to me. Yeah. Um and then the last name um I had one more. Uh it's a yeah, Jamie Davis from um um Kentucky. He's a linebacker. I've seen his name. I've seen his name a lot going to us. That's the reason I bring him up. I don't know a whole lot about him, but he had a great day. Yeah, he's a pro day stud. And then there's a couple safeties um, that I know, like the fan guys are high on from TCU. Uh, Yeah, Trevon. I don't know how to say his last. Morig. He's. Yeah, I've seen that guy. I watched that guy's highlight tape the other day. He's sick. I would love that. He probably won't be there but if he is he you know TCU, being anyway. so you know he's probably just like beating up cops beating up women <laughs> running a drug ring like Dude, gary patterson players would never dude, you want to if you want to take some of those christian school from texas boys you gotta you gotta take what comes with them the baylor guys and the tcu guys they're always up to no good so i would love him too um absolutely and we don't, you know, if you want day three options, I mean, you're just picking names out of a hat. We're all shooting. We're all just throwing darts <laughs> at that point. But, uh, yeah, I, my, my guiding light for this draft is I, I trust the Cowboys scouting department, but lean defense. If you want to go best player available, make it BPA on defense. I don't want to see us taking fucking seventh receivers with third-round picks. That's a huge waste of time. Mm-hmm. This team is – I think this team can be incredibly successful on offense, given a little bit of continuity on the on the line and some injury luck. Um, they've got one of the most talented backfields and skill position lineups in the league. They've got a top ten quarterback. They've got. I'm not about to sing the praises of Kellen Moore, but like he can draw up some shit. They can do some stuff, and they've got the talent to execute at a very high level on the offensive side of the ball. They can score points, but they cannot give up forty a game. And that's what they were doing last year. So go get us some guys to help on defense. And I think this team can be very, very fun to watch for the first time in like a full calendar year. Yeah, I'm going to make a controversial take, uh, especially for this pod. I like it. I think they're winning the Super Bowl. Agreed. Wholeheartedly, not even close, 50-point victory. That's all I have to say. We're probably the best team in the league again. So, Looking uh, at the schedule, it's not impossible. You get us some help on defense, boys. I think we got it in the bag. So, oh yeah, guys, we'll be back after the draft. Uh, as always, thank you so much for tuning in. We do love uh, – we know we take long gaps between these episodes sometimes, and it warms my heart that every time we, we drop a new episode, I see the, the listens rack up pretty quickly, which is pretty cool. We, it's nice to know that uh, – Anyone gives a shit what two guys who have just been spending the last 20 years swimming in mediocrity of this team uh, have to think about this this franchise. So, uh, as always, guys, thank you so much for listening. Feel free to leave a like, subscribe, leave a comment. And if you can and you like what you're listening to or if you hate us, uh, go ahead and leave your hateful comment underneath the five-star review in the iTunes store because uh, we'll see it faster uh, and it helps us climb the charts. So we super appreciate that. Uh, ben, anything to say before we get out of here? No, sir. Just uh, happy to be back. Yeah, let's get it. So we'll be back uh, right after the draft, guys. As always, I'm Andy Catelli. Benjamin T. Walker. This has been Boys Will Be Boys. Take it easy. Peace. <laughs>